0: You're listening to the Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM.
1: Today I'm chatting to Alton Komo, who is a board member of SAIP. SAIP is the South African Institute of Professional Investigators, and is a body that looks after the interests of the private investigation industry.
2: Alton, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you very much, Chad, uh, and uh, welcome. I also would like. Uh, to thank uh, you for the opportunity um to to come and explain ourselves on on your radio station
1: sir. so full disclosure for our listeners um I am a, a member of the private investigation industry and as such I am also a member of SAIP and a advisor to their board which is a great honor because SAIP is the first diverse representative organization of private investigators in South Africa and is there to professionalize the industry. Tell me about the thinking behind the formation of Saipi in 2017,
2: Alton. All right, Chad. Um, around, more or less around 2017, uh, members of the board sat down and uh, they um, wanted to formalize or to have an organization that speaks to the private investigators as a whole. Um, as you might know, we've got we've got organisations that uh, speak uh, on behalf of investigators, uh, which is your CFE. But unfortunately, it's an it's an international organisation; it's not a South African organisation. And we also have the Institute of Commercial Forensic Practitioners. But we felt that we needed something that speaks to us as 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 or oh, that represents. Uh, all the investigators uh, in South Africa. And that, that's how this child was born, sir. So I
1: think it's very important for our listeners to understand that private investigation in South Africa is a regulated industry and members of this particular industry should be registered with SIRA if they're conducting private investigators. Uh-huh. And like you pointed out, the organisations such as the ACFE and the ICFP, which are self-regulatory bodies, but they are primarily there for financial crime investigations. Whereas the private investigation industry is very diverse. So when we talk about private investigators, what role do you think private investigators are currently playing in South Africa?
2: Look, um, to be honest, the private investigators are. Playing a major role, a, a very, very significant role, because we 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 can't be relying only on the police services to do the investigations. And as 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 much as you would know that most of the uh, private investigators are from the background of South African police services or from the uh, national defence force. So. In, in, in essence, we, we play a major role in terms of the uh, combating crime, and all the cases or all major cases that have been solved were done through assistance with the private investigators. Before we
1: before we get to the nitty-gritty of what SAIPI stands for and how it's there to professionalize the industry, what are the requirements currently in South Africa for a person, for a man on the street, to actually start working as a private investigator? Does he go out and, and, and buy himself a badge and, and suddenly he's a private investigator? Or is there certain criteria and regulations in place?
2: Well, un- 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 unfortunately, you can't just stand up or wish that you want to be a private investigator and then you, you go somewhere and buy a badge. You've got, you've got to have earned your, your wings uh, from-, from an institution. Now, as you've actually put it clearly that um, we are regulated by CIRA. Now, for any private investigator or private investigation organization, you need to have been registered with SIRA that you are doing private investigation. That's first and foremost. And uh, we, with that, we are saying we are working together with CIRA uh, to make sure that all our members and everyone that does work with uh, work of, of, of private investigations should be registered with CIRA.
1: I think that's a very important start. I think people need to understand what the role of the private investigator is, that the role of a private investigator is in fact regulated by a, a board that was set up by government. And more importantly, what an organization like SAIP is doing to professionalize the industry and to increase the trading. We're going to take a break when we come back. We're going to talk about different courses available um, in the industry and how you perhaps can become a private investigator and join Saipi. We'll be back straight after this. You're listening to The Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. Today I'm chatting via Skype audio because we're still not back at studios due to the COVID regulations, and I'm having a conversation with Alton and Cormel, who is an executive member of the South African Institute of Professional Investigators, and I love the fact that the word professional is there and not private. Elton, would you say that the private investigation industry um, developed for some unbeknown reason a, a, a bit of a tarnished reputation a couple of years ago and it's taken a lot of work to be able to get private investigators recognized for the work that they actually do? Correct.
2: That, 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 that is correct. You see, um, Chad, enough, enough, a number of people tend to think that uh, private investigators, what we do, we just go outside someone's house and we take photos, uh, more especially for inf- infidelity cases. Uh, uh, th- that's what we are known for. Or sometimes the other clients will think that we we, we go out there and uh, with baseball bat. And we beat up people, uh, and that's that's what we do. The unfortunate part is that the reason we are saying we are a, a a professional body or we are a professional organization is that we we want everyone, including in South Africa, to take private investigation uh, seriously. And 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 this is why we registered this organization. That we would also want to go to schools. Uh, to to explain to the schools or to the to the to kids that you can take a course in private investigation and 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 you make you can make a living out of private investigation i think it's a it's
1: an industry that took a knock because of the the unregistered people that were participating in the industry and i think a lot of people including those unregistered practitioners were unaware of the fact that there is a regulatory body that's been established as an act of parliament and that all private investigators have to be registered and have to have received the necessary training. How do you plan on educating the public at large about the fact that any investigator that they use, if they use the word private investigator, should be registered with SERAF?
2: Um, like um, I'm, I'm saying, say, this this is one of the public announcement or public engagements that we are doing of radio um, to to be out there to say there is an organization um, that 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 looks after the private investigation, and we we are also going to schools and we will be also be going to universities where we will be um, teaching the public. About, about, uh, private investigations. And, 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 and we, we are also having meetings with, um, SIRA, uh, to, to be recognized, um, with SIRA. And I think that the partnership that we are currently forging with SIRA, it's very important because those are the guys that are, are mandated by, by, by an act of parliament to look after the interest of uh, the private investigation, the security space, and the public. I think what's very important for our listeners to understand is that when one looks at SIRA, everybody
1: assumes that it's a body there that regulates the security industry. What they don't realize is that there are many services in South Africa that are regarded by the state and, in fact, defined in the act as security services, and one of those is the rendering of a private investigation service. And as such, private investigators need to be registered with SIRA. Now, CIRA as a massive organization, in fact, the biggest representative organization in South Africa, has got 500,000 active registered security practitioners. Of that 500,000, which is half a million, only 500 account for private investigators, now we know the figure is far greater out there. You may not hear that often about the role private investigators play, but they're far more than that. So my question, Alton, is it's critical for us not just to communicate to the public at large, but as well as to communicate to people that are practicing the the, the, the profession of private investigators
2: that they themselves need to register. <laughs> Correct. Um, you, you hundred percent correct, uh, Chad, and 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 that is why we are saying we don't even accept a member um, or anyone to be in our to be our member if they are not registered with SIRA. because that that is the primary. That's where we need to start. That's that's where we are starting as 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 as, as to say we recognize. Cira as the regulatory body, and as such, if we forge a good relationship with Cira, uh, we, we we can't be seen having members that are not members of Cira, but they are doing private investigation. So at this point, I'd like to point out that there are
1: self-regulatory organisations that have memorandums of understanding with Cira and who have, by virtue of those memorandums of understanding, membership of their members with the with CIRA, but they are not necessarily operating in the private investigation space. You have what we call fraud examiners, and we have what we call forensic practitioners. But people using the term private investigator and are engaged in what the Act defines as private investigations, in terms of the definition in Section 1.1 of the Act – need to be registered with CIRA, and this is very important. Now, what we found over the years is that there's many bodies that represent the security industry as a whole, especially the, the security companies and the security employers, such as Sancia, Tepsosa, and Sasa. What there hasn't been is a clearly defined organization that represents private investigators, lobbies for the rights of private investigators, and most importantly, ensures. That private investigators receive the correct training. So, from a Saipi perspective, Elton, are you working towards um, recognition of training courses? Do you already have training courses from other organisations that you recommend private investigators
2: undertake? Well, we we we, we are working towards uh, the 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 uh, the, the training, um, and and as such the. The chairperson of the board was also supposed to be uh part of this discussion and he's the one that is handling um the the, the, the the training division. Uh because we are busy now trying to get accreditation in terms of the courses that we need to offer to for, for, for private investigation private investigators. I think that's great. So when we come back from our break, we're gonna chat about
1: courses that are available two individuals out there that are recognized, courses that are offered by various organizations and self-regulatory bodies. And then we're going to chat more to Elton about the, the the future aims and objectives of SAEp going forward and the critical role that it's going to play to bring private investigations into the spotlight so people can actually understand the dynamic and important role played by private investigators. We're halfway through the show. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to the Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. Um, I'm on the on, on audio Skype audio today with Alton Komo from SAIP, the South African Institute of Professional Investigators. And joining us also via Skype audio is Ruben Parlo, who is the chairperson of SAIP. Good afternoon, Ruben, and thank you for joining us. And to our listeners, we do apologise for any technical challenges that we may have. As you know, we still are reporting from a remote basis during the COVID lockdown. Ruben, um, you are the chairperson of Saipi, and I take it you are one of the founding members of Saipi. Elton has given us the, the background to the formation of Saipi. But as the chairperson, what is your vision um, and your aims in respect of the private investigation industry in South Africa?
0: Hi, thank you. The the most important thing is the investigators need to own a profession and most important to be treated as professionals. The same way you would have an auditor being a professional auditor. You wouldn't question that if you received your audited financial statements. But say for example, when you do receive a report from an investigator, then what weight does it carry and how do you then say this is a professional investigator. I think we need to create that space where investigators themselves can then say this is the professional space in which we operate.
1: That's an exceptionally valid point because you've made the the comparison to, to reports that are submitted by auditors and you're saying that the weight that's carried by a private investigator is not necessarily the same of that of an auditor. Yet when one looks at the training that the majority of registered and recognized private investigators have been through, as well as their experience, there should be a lot of weight associated with their reports. Why do you think it is that the industry hasn't received the recognition it deserves up until now?
0: Uh, it it, it, was, it was almost an issue of coordination, that different efforts and different sectors in the investigation field has to be coordinated to come into one space. If you look at investigation on its own, it's a very broad field. And if, if somebody comes to you and say, "I'm an investigator," it depends on which side of the world you're looking at. The people will be thinking of you as a, uh, as a criminal investigator, as a compliance investigator. There are different uh, levels of investigation, but generally there has to be a central body that says this is investigation, and these are its different components. And that's that's what Saipi will do. Would Ultimately, say to investigators: You are investigator in the criminal space. You are investigating the forensic space. You are investigator in all these spaces, and whatever other organisation be, it's there. How then do we plug in into those organisations and make sure that we coordinate, but we remain a central professional body for
1: investigators? I think you've hit on a very important point there. Alton earlier pointed out that the investigation field is very broad, and the perception of the public is that most private investigations are involved in infidelity-type investigations, but they don't realize how all-encompassing investigations can be. So can you give our listeners an example of what kind of of investigations could be termed private investigations in South Africa?
0: Thank you. What makes investigation private needs to be read from the constitution policing on its own it's a primary mandate of the south african police services but the crux of investigation really is to get evidence that can be used to prove or to to disprove a fact and this could be in a case of in a court of law or in a hearing or in any other settlement matter. But to investigate generally, as the general public looks at it, they will see the police must investigate if there's a matter arising. But then, if you then further look into the Cira Act, you will find that private investigation falls within the private security space. The private security space allows then for a private person to do the function that an, a police officer would have ordinarily done. But then, investigation on its own, it's not the end product. The end product of investigation is justice. Justice in the South African context is divided into two arms. On the left-hand side, you've got justice for a civil matter, where it's not a criminal thing, but it's it's still a dispute between two parties who then bring it to court for a settlement. On the other hand, you've got justice which deals with criminal matters, really, that the, po- the police are, by and large, a big role player in those. In that, you get IPID, SAPS, Special Investigation Unit, now of late, which is very famous. But then, all of these, they fall under criminal investigations. As a private investigator, you find yourself in the middle of the infidelities, like you've, you've said. Uh, you are investigating divorce issues, company fraud issues, labor law issues the VBS case is one of the most famous investigation that was done by Terry Mundau but now when it went to court the question then is are you looking at uh, advocate Terry as an as an advocate or you're looking at him as an investigator as an investigator what kind of evidence does he bring to prove or to disprove issues and is, if you have looked at the recent challenge on the VBS case was by the ANC members from the Limpopo who challenged the the principle of they needed to be given audience before the investigation report is published, the, the principle of audio pattern. But if you were to look at what an investigator does, he works hand in hand with the delivering of justice. Whether you get it in court, whether you get it in a tribunal, whether you get it in a hearing or whether it ends up becoming a settlement between the parties themselves, it's a broad field
1: of investigation. It most definitely is very broad. I'm chatting to Ruben Parler, the chairperson of Saipi, and Alton Cormel, who is one of the board members. When we come back, I would ask Alton more about the rights of private investigators in South Africa and how those rights can be expanded upon going forward through organizations such as Saipi lobbying both governments as well as SIRA. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the confidential brief with Chad Thomas on High FM. Today we're chatting about something that's very close to my heart, and that is the regula- the regulation, the formalization, and the lobbying for the rights of private investigators in South Africa. And I can't think of two better people to chat to about this than Ruben Pala and Alton Corwell, who both are on the board of SAIP, the South African Institute of Professional Investigators. The fact that the word professional there is so important to me. Also, before we went to break, I wanted to talk about the rights of private investigators. Now, a lot of people assume private investigators don't have rights, and Ruben brought up a very valid point that the Constitution makes provision that the South African Police Services and the DPCI obviously now um, have the primary role of investigation in South Africa. But in terms of case law, in one read state V Berta, the learned judge said that the investigation of a crime is not the sole domain of that of the police and that other organizations can investigate. So we've seen that pursuant to legislation, that is why private investigators are now legislated under SIRA. We also saw with case law state V Dube, where private investigators were allowed to set up traps without requiring the necessary permission the same as what the police would normally require. So it shows that there's been a fundamental shift in in the role of private investigators in South Africa with the courts accepting the need for private investigation services. Has this been communicated in your opinion, Elton, to the public at large? They, do, do they understand that private investigators fulfill such an important role? Um, uh,
2: um, I, I would say the public with re- still needs to we've got a long way actually um they they still do not understand what what are the rules or what 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 makes a private investigator and uh, what 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 legislation um defines private investigation and as such that is why i'm saying at at Saipi, we're going to make sure that we we make the right noise uh to 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 actually teach the public and 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 to make sure that the public is aware of what are the rights, what what rights do they have, or what should the private investigator be doing? And as we put it, we, we we are governed by 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 the constitution. Actually, the constitution is the primary law of of, of the country, and we 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 follow the private the the the, the constitution. Then we 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 would then do investigation. Investigations in line with 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 SIRA, uh, in line with the Criminal Procedural Act. So, yes, the 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 community or the members of um, the South African public are not yet at, at an advanced stage to understand what we stand for.
1: Ruben, when you look at the um, private investigation industry. And sitting as the, as the chair now of Saipi, which is now basically the voice of private investigators. What is your message to the, to, to, to the, the regulator, Sira, as well as to the public at large when it comes to private investigators? First part of the question. Second part of the question, where do you see private investigators going to over the next two to three years?
0: Oh, thank you. They're, The first thing is that SIRA is is aware of our activities and they are supportive of them. And um, having said that, it's within their act. It's it's something that they don't have to approve or disprove. It's within their act they have a responsibility to make sure that the South African investigation domain is done in a legal manner. And having said that, the responsibility to ensure that the public understands this and the public understand its role needs to be done by, by a central organisation that belongs to the university. Just say, we are going to provide that. We are going to provide road shows. We are going to provide communication instruments.
1: Ruben, are we losing you. Are you there? <laughs>
0: That will ensure that the members
1: of the party... Are
0: you able to hear me now?
1: I'm able to hear you. We're having a little bit of technical difficulty, but continue. Okay, I'm, I'm saying
0: that the the uh, the the, um, the CIRA supports the, the 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 role. Secondly, the other part, which is very important, really, is the investigators themselves. For them to be grouped into SAIP it's not only that recognition by SAIP itself. So the South African Qualification Authority, by law is responsible for ensuring that all professionals are registered and all professionals are given a particular designation and those designations are recognized in law. So we are in the process of registering with SACWA to ensure that ultimately we end up with designations which the investigators can hold and be able to show to the public as credentials for credibility. And when we we go out and, and look at... Um, how the public has to be made aware, road shows, television shows, and all of those are the things that CEP will be doing to ensure that investigators are recognized in the community and, and they're part of the community, and the community uses the services of the investigators. We are also in the process of lobbying the, the Department of Justice to say that then how do you recognize investigators as credible witnesses. I'll, I'll give you an example. If they bring in a pathologist, when a pathologist gives an, op- an opinion in court, they give a professional opinion. When they, they call an investigator, in, a private investigator in court, is the private investigator data offered the same weight? If not, why not? And if so, why so? Why should they offer us that? And this brings us back to the SACWA accreditations that gives us the proper weight, proper gradings, proper training, and, and all to make sure that we are not just professional by mouth, but we are professional in a sense that any other professional organization is in the matter of grading, in the matter of CPDs, and all of those things that are done to ensure that the professionalism remains within the
1: sector. Ruben, do you think that when one looks at issues such as state capture, corruption and fraud, there's become a greater need for independent investigation in South Africa, and that perhaps that talks to the fact that our industry is growing at the current moment.
0: Thank you very much. Absolutely, yes. If you look at issues like state capture, the the evidence that gets presented at the Zondo Commission for example, and if you can only rely on the police to do that, they can only go this far, but if we have got and the gathering of information Remember, ultimately the most important thing is the information that is presented to prove something or to disprove something and this needs to be brought forward by someone and you need a professional investigator to be able to gather evidence present it first and make sure that through the, the chain of custody that, that information is not that evidence is not tainted that evidence remains solid and credible and that evidence can stand scrutiny as uh, Alton has said to also in Section 35 of the Constitution, we can then say that it is evidence that has been collected in a manner that will stand with the rules of evidence
1: in court. Well, that's a, it's extremely informative, and it, it, it just lends weight to the fact that independent objective investigations in South Africa are the future of investigations, and it's very necessary. I and mean, One sees the role that private investigators have played up until now. One can only take one's hat off to them and say, you know, at least there are efforts being made by organisations such as yourself to further the the profession of private investigations. Alton if, if we have listeners today that are interested in finding out more about the private investigation industry and would like to reach out to CIP, how do they get in touch?
2: All right. Um Chad, we we have emails um they can send the email to membership at Saipi. .org.za, but I'll also be giving out my personal email, which is elton, E-L-T-O-N, at saipi.org.za. Elton, thank you so much for joining us today. Ruben, in
1: closing, what is your vision for private investigations in South Africa over the next, say, five to ten years? Thank you very much. The best way
0: is to benchmark. And if if you look at the role the auditors play in making sure that the financial sector remains stable, I think that is the vision that we need to follow and benchmark in that, that if you look at an auditor and you look at an investigator, you will not have any discrepancies and you will accept that they are both professionals delivering a service to the people. Thank you.
1: Ruben and Elton, thank you so much for joining us today. For our listeners, you can find out more about Saipi at www.saipi.org.za. And once again, full disclosure, I am a member of Saipi. It is a body that represents an industry in which I work. So that is a full disclosure I need to make. And, um, yes, I'm all for the professionalism of the industry. And if you want to find out more about Saipi, we're going to be uploading the podcast of the show to the confidential brief um page on facebook tomorrow it will also be available on the high fm website we'll also be uploading the details today um, of today's live show in terms of how you can get in touch with SAIP so that you perhaps can get a better understanding of the roles played by private investigators in south africa my guest elton cormore and ruben parlor thank you so much for joining us today I'll be back same time, same place next week where we'll be interviewing a very well-known investigative journalist, in fact, one of the doyens of investigative journalism in South Africa, who will be chatting to us about the impact that state capture has had on the media in South Africa. Thank you so much for listening to Confidential Brief live on 101.9 FM in Johannesburg and streaming worldwide on com.